We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Welcome to March 16th and welcome to a new era of Packers football. Jordan Love is the starting quarterback. Most likely, probably. Uh, we'll see. So, Rodgers on McAfee on Wednesday. After 10 minutes of talking about the darkness retreat. I get it. If you're McAfee, you got half a million people on. You don't give them what they want right away. You keep them in there. You know, they're going to make they're gonna make a lot of money off YouTube with the ads and stuff from, from what they did. But it was like you interview someone about a book or that is pitching a product on Radio Row. You spend eight minutes uh, talking about what you want to talk about. Then you finally pitch their product. It seemed like the product was Roger saying what he wants to do. And I don't know if we thought there was going to be an official trade or, or what, but Roger saying that he wants to be a jet is pretty wild. And the timeline of this uh, we'll get to here in a minute. I went live afterwards on YouTube and Paul Emick joined me first from his car, then his basement. So the audio does improve, but it was good to talk to Paul right away. We had been waiting for this like all week. <laughs> two of us to talk about it and he takes a couple of interesting points that this should be more about Jordan Love than about Aaron Rodgers and I say we're not quite there yet um I did not like the way that Rodgers pretty much did a lot of this and what I need to try to think of and I go through this and eventually I I come around is about the leverage who's got the leverage is it Rodgers the Jets or the Packers at first, I thought when he went on, he killed the Packers' leverage. But he may have done the Packers a favor. And so that's going to be what's real interesting to see what kind of compensation comes out of this. So Rodgers talked on McAfee. You've probably seen highlights from now. I'm sure you watched my great breakdown on CBS 58 Sports uh, or CBS Sports. I did the CBS car wash yesterday, Kevin Holden and Zach Gelb. And my good, good buddy, Nate Brown, out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, had me on the Nate Brown show. So I was all over the place. So I can Rodgers all I want, but he's good for me. <laughs> so I, I do understand that. Trust me, I do. Um, one quick thing I wanted to tell you, too. You guys know I love, love and support Happy Place Hemp. They've got two pairs of vouchers left. So they gave us a bunch of Admirals vouchers. 
for some of the better seats there at Panther Arena. They've got two pair left via ordering with my code. Now, my standard code is BART, B-A-R-T, 25% off any order at happyplacehemp.com. My special admiral's code is BORT. Yes, B-O-R-T. So if you go to happyplacehemp.com and type in B-O-R-T, you got to be one of the first two now as they're running low on uh, the vouchers because they had so many and you guys scooped them up. B-O-R-T, get you 25% off whatever you're buying at happyplacehemp.com and then a pair of admiral's vouchers. So admirals have bought on uh, brought on Happy Place Hemp. So that's great to see that. And uh, Happy Place Hemp then in turn giving some of their tickets to you guys. Promo code BART, happyplacehemp.com, gummies, CBD, THC, the oils, the creams, the lip balm, all that. Happyplacehemp.com. BORT for the vouchers. BART, the promo code at checkout, just to have fun. Uh, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers took when he went in that cabin but it was something. And he talked on McAfee. And then I broke it down with Paul Emig afterwards. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. Paul Emig is in a vehicle. Oh God, no. What are you doing? All right. Sorry, go ahead. Am I getting you in a car? Where are you? You never leave car. your house. What? You never leave your house. I just had to pick up lunch. That's it. No. I'll be back in a few minutes. Oh. Well, do you have any initial thoughts? Yeah, I don't know how you got my email address, but lose my email. Nice try. <laughs> I just I just can't I I can't do it. All right. Well, what's what's the lead here? I think the lead there's a couple different directions you can go with this. The for me it's Jordan Love is the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback. End of discussion. Like he is the Packers' starting quarterback. There's no coming back from what's happened. Those are, you know, paraphrasing what Rodgers said. Jordan Love's the Packers' quarterback. So, uh, clearly, we need to talk about Rodgers. But they did it, Bart. Like, it hasn't officially happened. There's not an official trade package. But the team made a distinct decision. Rodgers didn't make the decision. The team made the decision. Jordan Love's our guy. I think, I think we should talk about that, like, to lead, the, to lead this whole thing. I, I just, that's not the lead, though, right now, is it? If you're the national media, no. I think for Packers fans, like if we we can do the whole celebratory thing, if people want to do that another time, and we can do all the drama. Like if you want to do the drama part of this, let's do the drama part of this. That was the best 35 minute soap opera I've ever seen in my life. It was like it was so captivating. But for the Packers, they actually did it. Oh my goodness, they actually did it. They've moved on. Like they defiantly moved on and. I mean, I guess, depending on what they – if they get a fourth-round pick back, they screwed up. Like, if they get a fourth-round pick, this is terrible. Uh, well, maybe it's not terrible, but they totally misplayed their hand if that's what happened. But under the assumption that this, it's not some ridiculous trade package, the Packers actually pulled this off. Like, they, they actually – Brian Gudikins did the same thing Ted Thompson did. Um, equally, equally with the same lack of, you know, maybe, like, good positive PR because, it, it, you, know, you know, it was not a – Thompson didn't handle it well. It would seem from the eyes of Aaron Rodgers that Mark Murphy and Brian Gudikins didn't handle this well. But so there's the drama angle of all this and the behind the scenes and the, hey, let me sit here and tell you a story for 15 minutes. But it was great, great entertainment. 
But the Packers have a new quarterback. Oh, my goodness. The Packers have a new quarterback. Well, I don't know that they do yet. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. He's still a Packer. He's a Packer in contract. He said in no uncertain terms, it's not like Brian Gutekind can call him and say, hey, we didn't get the offer from the Jets we wanted. Would you like to come back? He said if they're past that. This is over. Like, he's a Green Bay Packer in contract only. He is not the great – so, Bart, to your point, you said this, like, what, two or three weeks ago. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, it's to be the backup. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, it's the, to be the backup. The team has moved on to Jordan Love. That's an open and shut case. Yeah, that's a good point. If, you do, if they don't work out a trade, I think the main story for me at this point is uh, – and I'll throw the stream yard up here so you guys can join. I think the main, the main story for me is Rodgers wants to leave – the Jets want Rodgers. The Packers want Rodgers to leave. Who yes. has the leverage? Who is going to be the one to make it happen? Because yeah. they all, each party right now thinks they are in control or that they have more leverage than the other person. The Packers think they have leverage because they have the guy. And the Jets, no, there's nobody left. Jacoby Brissett is the next best option that's left. Baker's gone. Darnold's gone. Jimmy's gone. All these Derek Carr's gone, who they should have signed, if you ask me. They're all gone. So the Packers, they think they have the leverage because they've got the guy. The Jets think they have the leverage because Rodgers just went on national TV or whatever we want to call it and say, I don't want to play for this team anymore. Get me out of there. And the Jets are like, well, the guy wants to leave, so – what are you going to do, do with them? And then, and then Rogers thinks he has leverage because he thinks that the world spins based on where he is at the current time on planet Earth and the sun sets when he chooses and it rises on his wishes. So everyone thinks they have leverage. And I'm not sure who does. Are you at home? Yeah, I'm here. Get into your basement. All right, give me a minute. Yeah, join me. All right, so that's that's where I think I'm at is that everyone thinks they have leverage and nobody's got leverage. Somebody's got to have leverage. So, does someone have leverage or is someone going to be the first one to be like, fine, just end this. Just we'll take, we want a second. We'll take a fourth, just end it. Or you guys want a second. We only want to give you a fourth. Here's a third. Let's just end this. I, I, di- I did not think today on McAfee that we were going to get an announcement that Aaron Rodgers trade was official. I did not think we were going to get that. I think what we may have gotten is to make the joke that everybody was making after the darkness retreat. I think we may have gotten six more weeks of, of winter. I think, I think that may be what has happened because there does not seem to be any end in sight to what is going on. Ryan says, guys, this is not over. Uh, Nick says he absolutely doesn't want to play anymore, but claims he does now only because the Packers decided they wanted to move on. They changed their mind. It happens. He nearly cried. That's when my bullshit meter hit sky high. When Rogers goes in to the darkness retreat in this retreat, he says, I'm 90% retiring, gets out, checks his phone, realizes the Packers want to move on. And all of a sudden, the four... You're telling me... I'm going to tweet this out. You're telling me 
Rogers was in there for four days. What was the darkness retreat for? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're telling me. Spark Guy's joining. Talk while I tweet this out. Well, I do think it's over. I think uh, the NFL, Goodell, they've shown the, uh, they did that with Farb, didn't they? Like about a weekend, if this continues, continues to negotiate back and forth they'll step in and make the deal be close i think it's over from that regard but just fascinating the things the guy gets worked up about like this whole thing that he just slipped about the whole he didn't ask for players like one thing that keeps rising into my mind like see like cte and i don't make that lightly like everybody had had no problem understanding that antonio brown has some serious issues People have speculated as to what that's about, but he's been um, not only wildly erratic, but bizarre. And like the things that Rogers gets fixated on, I just find bizarre. Like that's such a bizarre thing that you're forcing people to try to admit didn't happen. Like he's going to have all of his guys there and then say that it wasn't him that pushed the issue. I don't know, but I don't because think it ends. He didn't physically write on a piece of paper. I mean, they were joking about fonts. Rogers is Rogers is protesting. That they that he didn't write a wish list. Nobody thinks you wrote wish list, sent it to one Jets way. Nobody thinks that. We think that there were guys that you would like to have come, and because Diana said wish list, it's bullshit. So if you're a reporter, you have to put it exactly because then he'll say it's bullshit. He is such he is such a con man, and he is a con man to himself. I don't believe what he says. Because he doesn't believe what he says. Thank you for letting me put my tweet out. I said, you're telling me Roger spent four days in a darkness retreat, was 90% ready to retire, checked his phone for three minutes and wanted to play again? What was the point of the retreat? All he had to do is check his phone and he wants to play. Why go in for four days then? It's bullshit. He's, he's, he's been manipulating it from day one. But I still think the overarching thing I always think when he does that with the media, though, is 
he is constantly, his main goal is actually to, to vilify and also delegitimize the media. And the only time people do that is when there's something bigger. And I still think 20 years from now, it's all going to make a lot more sense because there's something huge that when it comes out, he wants her to be down about. So that's just my bigger opinion of it. I think he's a narcissist. He's got problems, but I also don't think it's over. Like I think within a week, he will be a jet. If they really go back and forth, Goodell will do just what he did with the Favre situation. He'll step in, he'll get the deal closed. So Goodell's going to close the deal the next week. But if in some way Packer fans think that it's like off the hook now, like he's going to continue. Like think about how it felt with Favre. I know that he was eventually in the Vikings, but like he is a part of the the narrative here till the day he retires. And he is going to continue to foster that. It's going to be so obnoxious. It's so annoying, but well, it's, it's not over. To ignore. No. I mean, they'll do what they did with Devontae. Like, here's Roger's stats through a quarter and a half, and here's Love's. You know, if you're watching a Packer game, Roger's yeah. come up. But as a Packer fan, I don't need to watch McAfee every week anymore. Well, that was, that was probably the worst will, part about I it. I hate myself. Oh, it's awful. So what do you think? I think I think now is the time, though, before even anything else happens. What's right at this moment? Prediction for the Packers and prediction for the Jets. I'll, I can start. My prediction for the Packers would be, I think that they'll, they'll be a playoff team. They'll come out of this and they'll be able to restructure some things and they'll be able to do some things that they'll make the playoffs. Beyond that, I don't know how far in the playoffs, but I think they'll be a playoff team. And man, I got to go two-prong. Like either Rodgers makes a Super Bowl and this is like his vengeance season or like, I'm not joking. It's like week six and he's doing sit-ups in the, in the driveway, like TO or he's running off the field with the shirt off. Cause he's seriously mentally, mentally unstable. Like I just, my prediction would be it's, it's one of those, it's not 10 and seven or 11 and six. And they're a decent team. Like they're either gangbusters. Awesome. The jets, or he's like committed by November. I mean, I don't want to go that far, but I, I get I get the point you're making. I, I don't think the Jets win the Super Bowl. I'm going to bet Hor about $500 that the Packers have a better record than the Jets and feel very confident in that pick. I think I think once things get bad, you know, they might win their first three games. Once things get bad, it's going to get bad. And he's going to go crying to Pat and AJ and Boston Connor and Ty and all these guys that are riding the coattails just like Tim Shea rides me. Final thing, and then I'll let you go. Bart, I think the most important thing about today by far is that by far the most important thing is you've largely been right, Bart. You've largely been right over the last couple of years about how this would all play out. Like the gist, the vibe, you've largely been right. So you should hang your head on that. Well, I'm right about a lot of this stuff. It's just sometimes it takes people time to see it. We all see it. They don't want to admit it. We all see it today. God bless, Bart. Thanks, Bart guy. God bless America. Paul Emig in his basement. What'd you pick up? Pizza for lunch? Wings. Oh, wings from that spot you like? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Spark Guy? Yeah, that was Spark Guy. Oh, cool. Oh, did you never interact with him? I don't think not not like where I see is what he looks like. Oh, okay. So what I'm gonna do here is uh to kind of refresh. I am going to I'm gonna say the things I tweeted. Because I felt like if I tweeted it, I must have felt like it was important. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and your point about the headline being Jordan loves the Packers quarterback. That's the gold. 
That's the gold, but we got to dig for the gold. Okay. All right. That's the gold. That's that's what's going to sustain us. That's what matters the for the Packers. That's yes, but we got to sift through this. So uh, here's some things that I said. First of all, Danny Parkins said there are over 200,000 people watching a live stream of Pat McAfee show. Rogers hasn't even come on yet. I said, damn, I was feeling pretty good for getting 65 after Buck's sons. Um, I said Rogers would be great at giving a book report after only reading the back cover. Yeah, what was I don't get I mean what was that about? The guy for 20 minutes takes an hour to say one thing. Sure. Well, yes. the thing about uh, uh Aaron Rodgers, uh, if you could read about uh Moby Dick, please. Moby Dick. To to wonder about Moby Dick, you have to first think about who was Moby Dick. You have to go all the way back to not just the beginning of Moby Dick's time, but the beginning of, you know, this whales versus humans, the sea versus land. You have to start to think about where did those two things become separate? At one point, there was this thing called Pangaea, where it was one land and the rest of the water, the sea. But eventually, as the lands broke up, water started to interact more with different lands. Meaning, you know what I'm saying? He, he likes to go into the backstory. Yep. All right. So I'm right about that. Uh, Ian Rappaport says, Rogers says he was, he went into the darkness thinking he was 90% going to retire. Yep. But it was clear to me at that point, while the Packers were saying the right thing in public, they were going to move on. I said, it's easy for Rogers to lie to us when he's constantly lying to himself. Mm. A tweet I'm very happy with is, you're telling me Rogers spent four days in a darkness retreat, was 90% ready to retire, checked his phone for three minutes, and was like, all right, I'm ready to play? It, that, 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 was, that was very strange. So yeah. what's the point of the retreat? Not clear. Because then you AJ... tell me the world had to learn about your two well-done shits for nothing? Yeah. I, the AJ Hawk, shout out... <laughs> Asked a really good question, and he said, well, okay, so after you get out of the darkness retreat, and, and it was different, the Packers, hey, how was the darkness retreat? We'd love to have you come back. Would you have gone back? And Rodgers was like, eh, like, I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. So that I would, like, that was the most confusing part of Rodgers' narrative that he's created for himself is, well, wait, I thought the, I thought the problem was that they didn't want you. Or that you, or you suspected that they might not want you. Because he kept saying, like, essentially – it was the it was the the what he, he didn't say the vibe but it was the impression I kept getting it was it just kind of kept feeling that way it's, I think how Rogers phrased it but then to AJ Hawk's question but what if they called you post darkness retreat and said hey let's go let's let let's let's run it back what would you know would you have come back then well not necessarily what I, that that does not those dots do not connect. Uh, real quick, do you like my background on YouTube? I'm back to the place where I originally started. That's your real background. Yeah, it's my house. It's my basement. Yeah, I know. I like it. It's Bradley a Bradley Center picture someone drew for me. <clears throat> it's a oh, someone drew that. Uh, I got this from my wife, uh, and then the Packers have not won a Super Bowl since. I stole that. Bucks thing. So I think Rogers wants to. He either wants. 
he, I, I think he kind of thinks that every player, once they give a certain amount, should be able to walk out on their terms. He 100% thinks. There's no question. Like To me, that is an incredibly important part of this. He just kind of thinks, I, I, I obtained tenure, right? I obtained yeah, tenure. yeah. Or if the team is ready to move on, they have to do it in such a way where, I mean, all these guys he mentions, you know, like Clay Matthews, phone call, and Jordy Nelson, whatever. Yeah. They all come back. They all choose to be retired as a Packer. Yeah. They all cherish their time there. You know, rarely is somebody have – I mean, even Greg Jennings is coming back, like, to be inducted. I guess, yeah. No, Nobody, like – and that doesn't mean Ryan, the Packers Ryan, just, Ryan Longwell, after all his comments post-Packers career and all that stuff, yeah. That doesn't mean the Packers should just shit on everybody on their way out the door, but the Packers also, you know – they do move on from guys before they should. They're trying to keep a sustainable business here. That's the point, Aaron, to get rid of a guy a year too soon rather than a year too late. They did it with you, and now the team isn't going to get nearly the trade compensation that they would have a year ago because they didn't do the thing that they knew they should have done. So they're doing it for you, and now they did the thing, but you're mad that they didn't do it longer. Right. And so you were 90% going to retire, and now you're coming back? Uh, let's we can be clear on a couple things. Rogers 100% believes that he earned tenure and that many other players that he mentioned did the same thing that they've been here long enough. They've contributed to a culture and to wins and to playoff appearances and to NFC North championships. They should be able to leave on their own terms. He, he, he absolutely thinks that. And, you know, to be fair, Bart, like what day was that was in August when uh, the whole Odyssey thing happened. I mean, you probably would have rather it had gone down differently or, or not happened at all. Or maybe maybe you found your new life here and it's even better. But needless to say, there's probably like better ways to do that than what happened. But like, okay, it's over and you're back working there and everything's fine and like people are cool. Well, it's and, part of the business. Like it's just kind of right. The point I've is that, always understood in radio <clears throat> that there are things beyond your control. Right. I have always understood that. And my, my whole crusade against those in Milwaukee radio currently is that they don't think that right now you do need a certain level of talent, I think to get to that position, but don't take it for granted. Like the radio business can change on a dime. You could have your biggest sponsor hypothetically die. And suddenly, like that's not, that's a real hypothetical. And then suddenly it's gone. You could, our rating meters are so messed up where you could have a guy that is the, the meter listens to 24 hours a day dies suddenly you go from third in the market to ninth because you know you could have corporate overlords merging stations are saying well we got these stations in milwaukee we'd like to center it you know you can and it doesn't matter what you do on a daily basis i understand the business Mm -hmm. i understand that's why i wasn't at an initial shock that's why i never went guns blazing at odyssey i had no reason to i understand the business that I'm in every day I go into the radio station, I understand and it could be my last day. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I get it. Cause that, that's the kind of business I'm in. Not everyone's in that kind of business. Rogers has to know he's in that kind of business. Rogers is in that kind of business and does and not he's like seen it, it so much. And he thinks he's going to change the world. Mm-hmm. He thinks that Jordy Nelson should get like a, a red carpet treatment and all this stuff. And then right before the Packers are going to cut him, they, they're going to be like, all right, Jordy, we're going to release you if that's what you want. <laughs> Would you rather play? And so I don't know what they want. The Packers said, oh, you could play here, but it's got to be cheap. And Jordy was insulted by that. So 
he just he just thinks that once you play for a certain amount of time, you should be able to play there forever. Yep. And that's not how it goes. He's seen Peyton Manning get exiled from Indy. He's seen Tom Brady move on. He's seen like he has seen his whole life all these guys that play. And then to Brett, the Packers, Brett, Brett Favre, <laughs> Brett Favre, to the Packers' point of view, like what? Why? Why? Why do I? Why do I need to? Like go out of my way to have you rot here at the end of your career mm-hmm. when all you guys end up doing when we cut you is go to the Bears, Vikings, or Lions to get back at us. Like that at some point, that's a you thing, not a Packer thing. Yeah. It's so I'm gonna stand for the Packers there. It's like everyone we cut is so pissed that we cut them. I don't know. So I I've said a lot. I understand that. I'll get back to my tweets in a moment yeah it's it that is what rogers clearly believes it's part of what he said oh it's ironic that two years ago this was the crusade i set out on and now i'm the guy you know being booted out the door unceremoniously and i know he said like there's no bad guys in any of this and he said i'm not the i'm not a victim here there's no victim here all these other things um and you know i think he could have you know not knowing all the details he could have probably said some harsh things about mark murphy he kind of like hinted at it i don't know if he caught that like his little things like he said, and some of the things they said behind the door, and some things they said publicly. He's clearly mentioning what Brian, what uh, what Mark Murphy said during the girls' state basketball championship. Well, Murphy's an idiot. Well, okay, so let's let's just talk about that for a second. What Roger said at the start of the McAfee interview um, was, "Today's not decision day. Decision day was the was was the past few days." Oh boy, he's got his Rogers. What is it? Not a bobblehead. This is an action figure. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, that I don't know if you've even... ever seen them. I don't know if you ever seen those movies where the doll comes to life and terrorizes the family. That's what this is. Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't even look like him, by the way. Um, like well, even look like at the side profile. Look at his dead eyes. Yeah, that's not. That's not like. Look, does not look like him. Draw some tears on there. But let me just say this about Murphy. So, Roger said the decision has happened a few days ago. I want to. I have to wonder if Mark Murphy and internally, like the, the front office, was like getting this sense that Rogers is going to really, he's going to do something. He's going to ask something. We have to. We the Packers have to control the narrative. How do we do that? Like, how do we gently? Like, I used the analogy with you. I think last week and some other friends in a text message about like it's it's the end of Harry and the Hendersons. They're, they're trying to like get him back in the woods. They're trying to get him out of the house. They're trying to get rid of this guy and. He's like, you know, no. So you finally have to say, get out of here. We don't want you anymore. Which, by the way, is like the verbatim quote of the end of Harry and the Hendersons. And um, that's, I, I wonder, I have, it's fair to wonder if that's what Mark Murphy was doing, is he was sensing Rogers was going to go do a public appearance. He was going to go on McAfee. He was going to, whatever it would be. And he was going to essentially say, I, I want to come back. And once he says that, if, if Rogers would have gone on McAfee a week ago prior to Mark Murphy. Oh, good point. Then the narrative has been set. Now the Pat Rogers said there's no bad guy here. At least that's yet. what I always say. Rogers always gets on that show. So guess so guess who set the narrative this time? Oh, the Packers. Mark Murphy did. And I really wanted to emphasize that. Wow, so- brilliant. Thank you very much. And I that's why I wondered, like at first I thought, man, Mark Murphy needs PR training. Like he should he needs to know, like, but I only said this at a girls' basketball game. Bro, like it's 2023. Like everything is everywhere. And then I thought, wait a minute. Forget evil Mark Murphy. This is evil genius Mark Murphy. 
he said, I'm grabbing this narrative and I'm going to like hide behind the fact that, oh, it was just a girls basketball tournament. This wasn't like a national media interview. And he knew that it was exactly just that because it was going to go viral. And he said, I've got to, I've got to, how do I get, how do I nudge? I get out of here, go back to her, like, go. And I, okay, so simply I'm, brilliant. I want brilliant, to brilliant take here. I I'm very proud of myself. I think I'm crushing takes. I really do. That is magnifico. Thank you, sir. I feel really good. Elevator music says, have this guy on instead of Tim. He knows what he's talking about. Let's not take shots at poor Tim Shea. (laughs) But Paul Emig is is a frequent contributor to the program. Uh, He's made the website, bartwinkler.com. You can check that out. Thanks to my friends at Sun and Interactive. Um, Okay. A couple other of my tweets that I just wanted to say here. And this is what I was talking about to start before you got on is, oh, Claxton says, okay, man, you give it, give it up. You hate him. We get it. So I don't hate him. It's just, he's getting dumped. And instead of accepting it, the whole world is to watch the breakup. Yeah. That's what's happening. Um, I'll talk about leverage in a minute. This is what I said. So he's, he's, he's so proud that he told Adam Schefter, lose my number. What a okay, fucking but, dork. I love that. I love that. I'm not going to lie. I loved that. <clears throat> and the fact that it was actually, if, if you saw Schefter's t- the tweet, it's exactly what Rogers responded with, which was lose my number. Nice try. Like That's awesome. That he told, oh. the, that he told the number one news gatherer in the NFL <laughs> lose my number that's awesome so diana russini yeah tweets the other day this is what you're about to do is a very very fair criticism and gripe so go ahead i'm, I'm with you on the where i know you're going with this aaron Rodgers has provided the jets with a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire Per sources, it includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, Odell Beckham Jr. So Rodgers gets out there and he says, Some of the stuff that you're seeing is lies, some of it's true, some of it's in between. The way that Roger, there's nothing you can say that Rodgers won't refute. Because he will find the language in which you say it yep, and refute that. And then suddenly you're, you're down a rabbit hole. Yep. And I realize now my, my friends, uh, specifically Bodie, who I oft reference, he does this very well. He's a pro at it. So Rogers is saying, I never made a wish list. The gist of the tweet, Aaron, is that you told the Jets, hey, there's some of these guys that if I'm coming, I'd like with me. Yeah. That's the gist of the tweet. But Diana chose the words wish list. Yeah. So he is he, he's either so dumb or so whatever, literal, that he thinks they're reporting that I wrote a wish. I said wish list names sent it off. That's bullshit. How dare they? And and this is something that has happened a lot in politics. They all do it. Some much more than others. 
but they all do it where they attack the media, these, these writers for the way that it got framed, which we're, we're a lot of what we're arguing is semantics. You, you can add this to the list of folks, you know, like the, it, this is another, like, why well, didn't, I didn't write a wish list. Um, I just, I just, I just, I said, folks, I said, immunized. I don't care that he didn't get the COVID shot. I might've at the time, cause I wanted him to play, but I don't care. Like if that's what he chose not to do, I don't like that. He used words to dupe everybody. He, you have to be very literal with Rogers. Yeah. If you're too, even if he said like, even if Diana would have said, uh, Rogers phoned the Jets. I didn't phone the Jets. Yeah, right. I texted the Jets. The, so he's what he. If, so let's reiterate that the accurate tweet from, as Diana Rossini would have put it, Rogers would not have refuted, or maybe he would have found another way to refute it. Aaron Rodgers told the Jets he likes the following players because that's accurate. Oh, but that's not a wish list. <laughs> so, like, whatever you. Because he's like, I think he asked him, he, what Rodgers went down that hole of asking himself questions, which was the old Brett Favre thing. Um, did I, did I, did they ask about some of the players I've played with? And if I liked playing with them, they did. Um, but that's not a wish list. That's just telling them some players I like. And I liked, I liked some of the spin that came out last night. I think it was Rap Sheet and the NFL crew who was like, Essentially, the Jets would have signed Alan Lazard to this contract either way. I mean, just the 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 spin that you're willing to buy, Ian Rappaport. Like, come on, like, stop it. Like, the Jets did not do this completely outside of whoever the quarterback was going to be. They wanted Alan Lazard for four years and forty four million dollars. Nonsense. Like, I mean, good. On, I mean, here's the thing: we talk a lot like about NBA and player empowerment. Rogers is just like, I can outdo you. Kevin, Kevin Durant, you think you know what player, player empowerment is? Like, watch this. He's taking it to a whole other level. He's getting his friends paid, man. Like, and again, Alan Lazard's a good player. It's not like dumping at Alan Lazard, but don't tell me, like, oh yeah, the Jets would have done that regardless of who they think their QB is going to be. That's nonsense. Like, they have a good wide receiver core. Now Rogers is like, no, I need Lazard and Cobb, and then I need Mercedes. And I, like, but it's not a wish list. Let me be very clear. It's not a wish list. It's just a, what is it? What, what would be the right? <laughs> it's not a wish list. It's a, it's a conversation. He'll, he'll say anything. He'll say, she could say Rogers request the jets. I didn't request it. I didn't I was, request anything. I I, I'm not, I'm not pushing my agenda. Right. I asked if they would look in. He like, doesn't understand what synonyms are. So Bart, I gotta, I gotta go in a couple of minutes. I do want to spend a couple with you before you go back to some of the Rogers stuff. I want to talk the Green Bay Packers, for the first time since 2008, have a brand new starting quarterback. This is a huge deal. This is a huge like. So again, the national story. It's always going to be you know, Rogers to the Jets. Rogers to the Jets. To the, I get that. Jordan Love showed enough in his third year to make the Packers be confident enough to make this move. Brian Gutekunst, and that's been, why Rogers didn't sit out. To end the season, it, it's a it's a fair thought. I don't we don't know that to be true or not. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it, if Rogers wanted to go out on his terms and he was thinking, hey, because he kept saying like, you know, Jordan's a great kid, 
he's going to do great. He, he he looked great in his third year and his development and blah, blah, blah. Like, like maybe there's something to that, but all in all, dude, like you got, you got what you wanted. Many, many Packers fans got what they wanted. The team did not let Rogers dictate the next step. Can we like, can we talk about that? Brian Gudikins and Mark Murphy in the front office made the decision. Aaron Rodgers didn't make the decision. The Packers front office actually took control of their franchise for the first time, probably since Brian Gudikins got the job in the first place and made the move. I will talk about that some more. There's just a few comments I want to read uh. before you leave. So let me read them. Jay Freely says, when you picture the media, this is what I pictured, LOL, a bunch of loser nobodies sitting in their basement with hardly anyone listening. Ha, 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 ha. Jay Freely, what you don't know is that we do this of a labor of love. Uh, I'm actually the son of an oil tycoon. There's Winkler Oil Drilling way in the heart of Texas. And then Paul's actually second in line to be the prince of Liechtenstein. So we don't need this. We just do it for fun. Single male in Milwaukee says, people who are determined to hate Rogers will never believe what he says. Let's just move on. Everything that comes out of your mouth is biased at hell. Well, uh, I don't hate Rogers. When I would add, I do believe what he says. I believe he believes what he says. Uh, okay. I'm just, I'm just tell, I'm tell, I'm, I'm being Rogers' translator here because I, I'm right. Right, but what do you like? What do you? What did he say today that you don't believe? Or yeah, that's ninety percent going to retire? Yeah, that that's probably. Um, that might be some revisionism. He's convincing himself that after the yeah, fact. I think that's I think he went in not knowing, convincing himself after the fact because now that'll be like a way to see Packers. You could have got rid of me, but then you didn't want to. Um, yeah, I, I really do think it's funny. It's funny. Like I do think as the book gets written on this interview that happened today with McAfee, that it was AJ Hawk who found the nugget that uncorked the whole narrative for Rogers, which was, well, so, but if the Packers called you after the retreat and said, we love you, come on back. Would you have gone back? Well, not necessarily. Like, so that unravels the whole thing. So by the way, AJ Hawk, who was playing when I was covering the team on a full-time basis, did not like doing interviews. He would only do them like as like his minimal requirements. The fact that he, and but he was very good when he did talk, but he only wanted to do it like as absolutely required by his contract. Um, the fact that he asked such a great question and kind of trapped Rogers in his own narrative spin. Shout out AJ Hawk, man. Another comment on Twitter says a lot of energy spent on hating someone wink. You are better than that. No, I'm not. Also, <laughs> if I don't like being called Bert, I do not like being called wink. I am not wink. <laughs> don't call me that. I actually hate it more than I hate Bert. Well, that or Bort. Bort's fine because it's funny. Because it's a promo code. Bert, yeah. Bert is like, all right. Wink is atrocious. I mean, you you are the person who decided you should be at Wink's thanks, but uh... Wink's is good. Wink's thanks. Winkler. Bart. Bort. Any of those? Okay. I'm not Bartholomew. Uh, you can call me that if you're being cute, I guess. I'm not Bert. I'm not Wink. I am not Wink. Okay? I, I understand it. by saying this, it will bring on more. Oh, for sure. But 
I want to be clear. All right, you want to leave me? I don't want to leave you. I have to leave you. Oh. Uh, I will listen to the rest of the show later. Who you, Who's coming on? Anyone can join you, or are you just going to freestyle like you're on CBS Sports Radio? Uh, I might be on a little bit more, but I think we've covered most of it. Talk more about Jordan Love. The Rogers stuff, it, like you, all you wanted was this for for this to be over. It's over, bro. It's over. This is like ca- capitalize on this moment. It's not over though. This this is this is a you problem. This is. Oh, I am like- so thirsty. I'm in the desert. I'm still. I'm ninety percent sure that. <laughs> I'm ninety percent. I'm always gonna say ninety percent sure. No, when I'm not. When I'm. Not sure when you're like 50 50. <laughs> I'm 90% sure that that uh lake up there is a mirage, but if you if you dwell the rest of this show on the drama of Rodgers and not on the fact that the Packers did the thing you didn't think they would do, and I love you, your Murphy take. Thank you. Well, then let's just play on that more because you're not liking that. I'm trying to kick you over to the Jordan Love conversation. You, you want more Rodgers drama, you're not ready to quite get off the ride. You can be up. You have been cleared from the ride. The Not ride yet. is over. And this this is this is where I'll go. Uh, and I'll throw the stream yard back up if anybody wants to, or the comments just coming in are good. But um I, I'm gonna talk about the leverage and the compensation for a little bit. That'll be an interesting topic. I'm interested to listen to it. All right. All right thanks, Paul. All right, so there are three Paul Emig, everyone. Always a pleasure. There are three parties here and we're trying to figure out who has the leverage. Does Aaron Rodgers have the leverage? Do the Jets have the leverage? Do the Packers have the leverage? I had tweeted earlier that I think Rodgers coming out and saying, I want to play for the Jets kills the Packers leverage, Uh, but does it enhance it? I think every, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to talk through it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone has the leverage. It might be a case where they're all looking at each other like the Spider-Man meme and thinking who's going to blink first because someone's going to have to cave. Rodgers will end up being a New York Jet in due time, right? The Packers, I think the Packers are willing to make the trade, just make the trade. And I think they... As Pat McAfee said, and pup passion here, do the Jets need the contract? Do the Packers need the contract off the books? Uh, there'd be some dead cap money, but then eventually they'd get out of it. So, yeah, it'd be great. And I think the Jets are only taking $15 million on in cap. Where the Packers are at, I truly think the Packers just want to move on, go to Jordan Love, get the cap off the books, and that is a win. They're trading Rodgers away for the ability to start their guy and to free up some cap money. That's the trade, but somebody else wants him. And you've seen all these other deals go down for first and second round picks and multiple first Matt Stafford going for multiple first Carson Wentz going for a first. So then the Packers almost have to like do that to live up to expectations. I think if they could just make the trade and nobody knew about it, A lot of you guys are saying the Packers have all the leverage. Uh, I would like to give me some, give me some more on that. Give me some more as to why you think the Packers have all the leverage. 
I think the Jets, the Jets have the leverage in the sense that nobody else wants him. Nobody else wants Rodgers. However, the Packers may have more leverage because nobody else wants, there's nobody else out there. The Jets need Rodgers. I'm just reading some comments here. They're bidding against themselves. There's no other option for them unless they go with Lamar Jackson. And they've hyped up all their guys and they've hyped up their fan base. And so it's going to be very disappointing if they just end up with, with all due like Jacoby Brissett. So we know everybody, we know what everybody wants. This is so weird. We know what everybody wants. Rogers wants to be a jet. The jets want Rogers. The Packers want Rogers off of their team. So we're, so what, what, what do you agree with on compensation? The Packers need to get out of the salary. They've got their quarterback already. They don't need a quarterback in return. Some of the leverage, yes, passion. It might depend on the contract and how much of that the Jets are going to take on in the Packers. So that's what's got to get worked out here. Clearly, they haven't agreed to it. At some point, they're going to have to. Spark Guy earlier just thinks that Goodell's going to step in and finalize this thing. I mean, you can't drag it out forever. But we, we do at least know that the Packers are ready to move on from Rodgers and that Rodgers is ready to, to move on to the Jets, whether he likes it or not. So we at least know that. Ultimately, who needs this to happen quicker is another thing. If the Packers want picks before the draft for Rodgers, they're going to have to make the trade sooner. If they are not banking on 2024 being that successful of a year, then, or 2023 rather, then they can just wait later and use picks for next year. Okay. If the Jets know that there's not going to be a situation where Rodgers probably won't come to camp, that's why he wants all his friends, then, then you know, the Jets, what, what's the leverage for the Jets? The Jets have a window with their defense. They don't have a quarterback. The Packers have two of them. Jets have been a terrible team. They need him. The Packers very well could go in with Rodgers as the backup quarterback. I think that's a low likelihood of a scenario, but we're at the point where it is possible. Rodgers said he was 90% retiring going into the dark, killed any leverage we have in terms of uncertainty and likelihood of retirement next year. I thought that when he went on and said that, he was killing the leverage. Uh, But now I'm not so sure. What if the Jets and Packers can't make it work? Does Rodgers come back and ride the bench or retire? The Packers are ready to move on. And and maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's a point. Here's here's a good one from Robert. Robert says, I think the Packers are prepared to have Rodgers sit next year if they can't work out a trade. Maybe that happens. Maybe Rodgers doesn't get traded. The Packers just keep his salary on the books and play without him, and he doesn't get traded. At least have to make it seem like that's something they're willing to do. There's a little more to that conversation, believe it or not, on YouTube. Again, you can check out my videos, the lives on YouTube. Go to bartwinklershow.com as well. The videos 
posting there with regularity and the audio as well. BartWinklerShow.com. Thanks to the guys at Sun Ant Interactive. Uh, I have some voicemails. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to edit and see what I can use. A couple of them came in before Rogers went live on McAfee, uh, but there was still some good content in there from from some of you guys. So I will uh, get to those if you left a voicemail in the last couple of days. And you can always leave voicemails 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. That's the best way to totally get your voice on the show or doing the lives. And if you want to do the lives, I do I do the lives with video. If you don't want to be on video during the live, but you still want to talk, then just clear out your screen and comment that you want to talk. And I don't need to put your face on there if you don't want it. But... Like, if you want to use an alias or something, I don't care. Uh, just let me know when you get in, use the comments. And uh, that's another way to interact, too. The next time I'll be live is Thursday night after Bucks Pacers. And we'll talk some NCAA basketball. And then uh, I'll be live again on Sunday. Bucks play on Sunday night. Uh, yes, against the Raptors. We'll recap the tournament, first two rounds. And the Badgers play Liberty, so we'll we'll just kind of do a weekend recap together. Uh, Sunday night, I should be in good shape. It's a it's a weekend with the boys, watching the tournament. So I'm doing one of those things. So check that out. Also check out OmahaSteaks.com. Gonna feed us hungry, hungry guys. OmahaSteaks.com. As Bart, get a package of meat, and then use the promo code and get thirty dollars off at checkout. Bart. B-A-R-T. No board on this one, just Bart. Promo code Bart, B-A-R-T. OmahaStakes.com, B-A-R-T. Ryan Horvath, this will be interesting. I'm having Ryan Horvath on the post-Rogers show, and we're not talking We're not talking Rogers. We text each other at the same time on Tuesday night. I text him, do you want to come on my post-Rogers show live? And I'm, I swear this happened. As I sent him the text, he sent me a text. Hey, do you want to do something March Madness tomorrow? Oh, if you want to do Rodgers, I don't want to do that. I don't care. He's a Jet. So uh, you have to you have to go to BetMGM for more Rodgers Horvat takes. Or listen to what we did the other day. I mean, we did the same song and dance every time, so. But Horvat did join me, and we went through our brackets. If you have not gone through your brackets yet, well, you better get one out and listen to Horby. Our final fours are pretty close, but we disagree on a lot of the middle rounds. And he does have some plays for today and tomorrow, too. So Horvat and I talk some college hoops, and that's coming up uh, right now on the Bart Winkler Show. Yeah, I told you I wanted to record this before Rodgers. Uh, cause I don't care. I already know he's going to the jets. This is like, this is dragged on. Uh, the reason I wanted to do this was to fill out my bracket live with you because I have, I'm only doing two brackets this year. And like, I keep going back and forth on these. I've made all my bets. I could give those out for the people, but I wanted to, have you filled out your bracket yet? You want to go over these? I have, and we will go through it. And I, I, I'm in like. The, the thing I care the most about is Joe O's survivor pool. Oh, me too. You want my picks? So what I want, what I, I'll get to that in a minute. 
but I have two brackets. Glad you said that. I actually have to pay him as we record here on Wednesday, March 15th at 11.07 a.m. Yeah, we'll do the Survivor thing at the end. But the brackets, I feel, I mean, I fill one out on a DraftKings and a ESPN, and I'm only doing two paid ones. Yeah. I, I did one that I took my real one, and mm-hmm. then I kept the real one and just tweaked it so that I have a $10 entry for Marquette to win it all just because I feel like I should root for Marquette and I can't really get into them. So this is forcing me to care. Yeah. I don't don't think a lot of people are going to take Marquette in this pool. So we'll see. So we'll go through them here. Um, The top, I don't even know why they call them South Midwest, West and East. We're going to start with the top left. Wouldn't that be, are we starting in the South? Yeah. The top left. So Alabama would be your first game, right? Yes, top left. All right. Well, I mean, we're recording, you know, a day early here, but as long as nobody on Alabama murders anybody, I would think that they would be able to, uh, you know, win this one. So I'm going to take Alabama to move on. This is a tough one. Here's one I keep going back and forth on, man, because uh, Maryland is the better team. Like, this isn't West Virginia's best team, but I like picking – better coaches in March. And I already know Bob Huggins is going to have some tricks up his sleeve. I just don't trust the big 10 and the NCAA tournament. Like look at last year, all those teams and they all crapped the bed. I'm going to take West Virginia. So I got Alabama and West Virginia. I have the nine over the eight there. What about you? Well, how about we do it by like, and we're just kind of producing on air as we always did. How about we do it by like, to get to the sweet 16. And so if, you, if there's like a, if there's a pick that's against the grain, like in this, in this little bracket, I'm taking Alabama to get to the sweet 16 against Virginia. I okay. did put Charleston as a five twelve upset. And I did take Maryland over West Virginia, but in this sweet 16, I'm taking Alabama to get there against the four seed Virginia. Okay. Okay. So really quickly, I'll just fill this out really quickly on the fly. Then I'm going to go Alabama. I'm going to go West Virginia. Um, I actually hung out with the Charleston basketball team. Weird story. Uh, it's th- That's where they had their conference tournament is here in Washington, D.C. So like I ran into the boosters and I was out for like an alumni thing because my school was here and I ended up getting like hammered and they were doing like their like chant and fight song. And it was one of the wildest nights ever of my adult life. So I would love to take them, but uh, I think they I think they lose to San Diego State, even though I'm not really high on San Diego State or that conference. The reason I can't take Charleston is because I'm going with Furman to knock off Virginia. I think mm-hmm. Virginia is the worst four seed in tournament history. This isn't your typical Tony Bennett Virginia team. Furman shoots threes on like 53% of their possession. So I'm going to go with the 13 over the four. I like Creighton to beat NC State. I'm also going to take UCSB to upset Baylor. A four. Wow, you can't you can't do too many upsets. No, I know. I I don't like Baylor, man. Offensively, they they're great, but they don't play any defense. And I was watching uh, SVP. I don't watch any shows. I get these texts all day, like from my coworkers and stuff. And it's like, oh, did you see first take? And oh, did you see what you know? Uh, Mad Dog said to scream an A, and I'm like, no, I didn't. But I do watch SVP, and they did this like whole BPI thing. Three seeds that won't advance to the Sweet 16, right? 
And uh, they like showed like the history of these teams by BPI. And this year, the team that fits that model is Baylor, who I've just been completely out on. So I took UCSB already to cover the 10 and a half points. I figure if Baylor does beat them, I don't, I don't have them uh, beating Creighton. I like Creighton actually quite a bit. Uh, I have Utah State over Missouri, a 10 over a 7, but that's not even an upset because Utah State's a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. I bet yeah. that one, Utah State on the money line. I'm going to go with, uh, obviously, Arizona over Princeton. So let me move on here really quick. Alabama over West Virginia. I'm going to take uh, Sam, I'm going to take Furman to the Sweet 16. I'm going to take Creighton over UCSB. I'll take Arizona over Utah State. I'll take Alabama over Furman. I'm going to take Creighton over Arizona. And so I have Alabama beating Creighton in the Sweet 16. What? Why? What do you mean, what, why? That's the Elite Eight. You're taking Creighton to the Elite Eight. I like Creighton. I actually bet them preseason. I got talked into them playing a little future on the national championship. But they got off I to a... I never hate Creighton because last year at this time, we went to a bar in the Twin Cities. And for some reason, it was a Creighton bar. Really? Who's yeah. there, Doug McDermott? So this is... Creighton's in Omaha, I believe. Huh? And... Yeah. uh they lost, which was hilarious. But I'm taking uh, Arizona. I, you're convincing me on Baylor, but I do have Arizona over Baylor and then very chalky uh, Alabama over Arizona with Alabama going to the final four in that region. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Big East, and maybe I'll end up being wrong like I was on the Big Ten last year. But – like you said with Marquette, I could see Marquette making a run to the Elite Eight to the Final Four. Like, all those teams are battle-tested. That was a really good conference this year. The Big Ten, I mean, is always a tough conference. The SEC this year was awesome. The ACC, it was a down year. North Carolina was the number one team to start the year. They're complete shit. And then they declined their NIT invitation because they knew they'd run into the Badgers, who all of a sudden are an off- uh, offensive fucking juggernaut after last night. Um, let's go over to the East, if you don't mind, where Purdue... What's your final four out of there, Alabama? So my final four there, Alabama. Over Creighton? Um, Alabama over Creighton. To get in the Elite Eight, to get to the final four, I have Alabama over Creighton. All right, I have Alabama over Arizona. In the East, as you mentioned, Purdue the one seed. I'll just tell you where I'm at. I've got in the Sweet 16 there, I've got Duke over Memphis. I think Memphis beats Purdue. And I have Louisiana beating Tennessee as a 13. So I love Memphis because I had them in the conference tournament plus 500. The reason being Houston's awesome, but like Memphis was pretty much a lock to get to the championship game. Then they were only going to be plus 200 on the money line. So I was like, fuck it. Might as well grab them uh, here pre-flop. But man, that's a tough matchup against FAU. I could see them losing. I'm going to, I'm going to take Memphis with you. So really quick, Purdue advances, Memphis advances. Duke beats Oral Roberts, but I think they do it like on a buzzer beater or some shit. Oral Roberts is actually my favorite bet. I bet them plus seven and a half. It's down to six and a half. They've taken some money. I, I think still- a lot of people will take Oral Roberts. This is a 5-12 matchup, and, you know, Duke's had a lot of nice runs, but Duke's also lost to a lot of double-digit <laughs> seeds in the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I hate about Twitter, other than the fact that everybody, like, steals my content, and if it's, like, a girl, she gets way more likes than me, and, like, Bleacher Report did it. I blocked Bleacher Report, actually, because I've caught them doing this three times. They followed me, 
and then unfollowed me, but like stole three of my fucking tweets. Um, I hate like tomorrow or whenever the fuck Oral Roberts and Duke even play. Everybody, there's going to be so many oral jokes on Twitter. Oh, I love oral. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you know what give I mean? Give me oral here. Yeah. There's no better time to have oral than Thursday afternoon. I would make Mike Wickett a minus 450 favorite of former people to work at WSSP who's the first to make an oral joke on Twitter. Who would you go with? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'd be surprised if he hasn't made one already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or a unit, but he has me blocked, so I wouldn't know. Me too. I'll tell you about some oral. Uh, hey, let's let, hold on. Let's do this. All right, really quickly. I got uh, Duke beating Oral Roberts. I got Tennessee over Louisiana. I actually bet them minus 11. I'm going to take Providence over Kentucky. Um, I'm going to take Kansas State over Montana State. I'm going to take Michigan State over USC. And I'm going to take Marquette over Vermont. I think uh, Vermont covers against Marquette, though. I think that's a pretty tough matchup. Let's go to the round of 32. I got a uh, man. I'm going to take Purdue to beat Memphis. Unfortunately, I'm going to take Duke to beat Tennessee. I'm going to take Kansas state to beat Providence. I hate that. And I'm going to take Marquette over Michigan state. So then I go over to the sweet 16. I'm going to take Duke to beat Purdue. I'm going to take Marquette to beat Kansas state. And then in the Elite Eight, oh, I hate to do it. I'm going to take Duke over Marquette. And then since we've already talked, I'm going to take Alabama over Duke uh, in the Final Four. But we'll get to that here in a second. Any Anything different for you? Uh, on that bottom half, I did take Providence to beat Kentucky. Providence, I guess, has some guy that transferred out of Kentucky. Yep. Um, so I'm going to ride the storyline there. For whatever reason, I did take Montana State just because – there's always that one game that you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I took that as that. Uh, I've got Marquette over Michigan State. I've got Marquette over Providence, just like you. Or you have Marquette over, but I have Marquette advancing. I do have Duke over Marquette as well. And then just like you, I have Alabama over Duke. So we've both got Alabama in the championship game on the left side. All right. Again, I'm sorry I have to do this, but I'm filling this out here live exclusively. I'm going to go Houston. We'll go to the Midwest. Houston over Kentucky and Kentucky. Who is that? Northern Kentucky. I don't even fucking know. I'm going to take it's nice Kentucky. The N stands for nice. I'm going to take Iowa over Auburn. I just changed my mind on that one. I'll, go Hawkeyes. We need some Big Ten love. I'll tell I'm you what I did. The, uh, the DraftKings has the zero picks pool yeah. where you're supposed to get every pick wrong. So a lot of people are taking the 16s and the 15s and the 14s. And uh, I think you get less points if you take the, the higher seeds. I took Iowa to win it all in that pool, which means I'm taking Iowa to not win a game. Yeah, you so should I, just I took yeah. Auburn. Yeah, you should just take well, no, you should take if you want to be wrong, you should just like take the entire big t- you should have an all big ten <laughs> final four. Just get everybody in there. I know. Penn State's pretty good though. Um I'm gonna take Drake over Miami. Okay, That's I took Miami friend. there. I'm going to take Kent State over Indiana. Kent State's beating Indiana. I'm going to take Iowa. I'm going to take Pittsburgh over Iowa State. I'm getting weird. I'm going to take Xavier over Kennesaw State, but I did bet Kennesaw State to you cover. You have way too many upsets, dude. No, 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 no. This is the year, the year of the parody. 
I like Penn State over AM and I like yeah. Texas over Colgate. Everybody's gonna bet and take Colgate. Colgate's gonna get fucking smashed. That conference stinks. I'm gonna take Houston over Iowa. I'm going to take Drake over Kent State. I'm going to take Xavier over Pittsburgh. And I'm going to take Texas over Penn State. Then we move on. Give me Texas over Xavier. I love Texas. And give me Houston over Drake. All right, we're moving right along. Getting right where we need to be. Let's go down to the West. We're well, Kansas- your final four there because I've got Houston and Indiana on the top. Xavier and Texas on the bottom. I've got Houston and Texas just like you. And I yep. took Houston to win to go to the final four. All right, so so far I'm going to roll with Alabama over Creighton, Duke over Marquette in the Elite Eight, and then I'm going to go Texas to upset, minor upset, over Houston. Okay, because right now our Final Four was was being the same, so this is going to change that. Yeah, I mean, Texas, man, top 20 offensively and defensively as far as efficiency. They fire Chris Beard, who's a piece of shit human, allegedly, and then Ole Miss hires him. What a... Hey, what the fuck is wrong with these people in the SEC, man, by the way? They got everyone. No, no, no. But, like, they just do horrible shit, and nobody cares as long as they can win games. Like, Chris Beard just gets hired at Ole Miss. Not even a year removed from getting fired at Texas. The mugshot does them absolutely no favors. And Alabama's whole thing, I don't really want to get into all that, but, like, I don't know. It's just it's pretty weird, man. The whole well, the thing. Alabama thing. So this is normally a story. Carter at Georgia. Like, I didn't even know about that. Go on. I'm sorry. Nate Oates, by the way, Wisconsin born. I love Nate Oates. But, but this whole Alabama thing, I would normally oh. ignore talking about it or knowing any information because this kind of shit depresses me. But I was on CBS for a few days. And it's a national thing. And I, and I learned about it, read about it, talked about it. I just don't understand how Brandon Miller's playing. I don't. Dude. I don't. I got to be honest. I don't understand how he's not in more trouble. You could say the gun to the scene was you. He's an accessory to a crime, if anything. And then he does the TSA pat down. Like, right. What are you doing? And I don't care that you've been doing that all season long. Like, it's just a terrible look. And Nate Oates, like, wake the fuck up, dude. And I like Nate Oates, man. Tremendous suit game. Great hair. Well, I think there's a lot of coaches that would say, all right, this is just, it's just, we can't, it's weird. I mean, John Morant is getting counseling because he showed a gun on Instagram live. And this guy, but, but I think Nate Oates is like, this is my chance. And I'm, I'm, I can't, I didn't have anything to do with that. It wasn't my, like, I didn't have, I did not have anything to do with that. And Nate Oates must be thinking, I'm not going to get punished for something I didn't do. And if no one's going to tell this kid he can't play, I'm not going to tell him he can't play. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so hard to win a national title. John Calipari is going to be considered one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. He has one national champion. And history won't judge Nate Oates poorly. No, they probably won't even remember this. But it's, it's fucked up. I mean, it's pretty messed up. And I know, and you see like the people, the Alabama fans all defending it on Twitter. It wasn't his gun. It's like he knew exactly what was like the guy wanted the gun to use the gun and he just drove it there anyway. It's it's a, it's a messed up situation. But whatever. Anyway, we're on with the tournament. Round is 64. Let's continue with the West. You know I hate Kansas. So everybody's like, 
oh, Kansas got screwed. Bill Self's sick. I hope Bill Self's okay. Hope he's on the bench for this tournament. I hope Howard smashes their brains and it's not going to happen, but Kansas advances. I'm going to I say, say I take Kansas to win every year. And then last year I didn't. And didn't they win it all? Yeah. They won it all last year. Yeah, and they have 18, the year quad I didn't take them. 18 quad one and quad two wins the most out of any team. They get absolutely hosed here getting sent to the West where they belong though. I'm going to take Illinois over Arkansas. Arkansas Same. has blown double digit leads in four of their last five games. They're shit. Illinois shit, but they protect the rim and Arkansas doesn't hit threes. They just go to the rack. So I think Illinois actually will be able to hold their own here. Go big 10. Everybody's going to bet VCU. Fuck VCU. I love this St. Mary's team. I bet them on the money line. I like UConn over Iona. Everybody's going to bet Patino. Shout out to any coach who buys his players hookers, but I'm going to take UConn here. I'm right with you so far. I'll tell you why here soon with UConn. Hint, hint. I like TCU. Yeah, I'm not. I, everybody's going UConn. That's weird. I don't like that. They've been my team all year, and then they went through a little slump. But you know how I feel about the Hurley family. I'm going to take the Zags over Grand Canyon, but I think they get pushed. because. Who do you got uh, TCU in that 11? I got TCU. I'm taking whoever wins the 11. I like Nevada tonight. Tomorrow, last night, whatever. No, I'm going to post this. Uh, okay, cool. At like six o'clock. Yeah, because you're going to be talking so much Rodgers. You fucking love Rodgers, man. You probably got Rodgers jersey on under that sweater you got right there. I am going to send him a thank you note. I mean, I I get unemployed and then I've got nowhere to turn. And thank God I can scrap this podcast together from my basement because I can talk about Rodgers. I'm not even going to listen to this McAfee thing. I'm picking my son has early release today and he has to go shoot hoops. It's 35 degrees out, so we have to go to the gym. But I, I'm not watching that. I have better things to do. Back in my day, they, they'd keep us inside until it was negatives. They'd keep so us man, all, all the All the Sharps are betting Northwestern over Boise State. Can't do it. Chicago's Big Ten team, my ass. Boise State over Northwestern. UCLA over UNC Asheville. Let's move along. I'm going to go Kansas over Illinois, which I hate. Fucking Bill Self. That piece of shit screwed over Illinois. Now he gets to beat him in the tournament. Excuse oh, my yeah. language, but I hate Bill Self. It just it brings it brings it out of me. Uh, I'm going to take, man, I want to take St. Mary's over UConn, actually. I, I did. Have, I, I did. have UConn winning it all in one bracket. I'm taking UConn, though. Okay. I'm going to take Gonzaga over TCU, hesitantly. Yeah, and I'm going to take Boise State. To upset UCLA. Wow. Yeah, UCLA is without their best defender. I'm going to take UConn to upset Kansas, and I'm going to take the Zags over Boise State. I'm going to take UConn over Gonzaga. So, again, my Elite Eight, Alabama over Creighton, Duke over our Golden Warriors, Texas over Houston, UConn over Gonzaga. I'm going to take Alabama over Duke, and I'm going to take UConn over Texas. In the national championship, I take Alabama to beat UConn by the final score of 72 to 68. Alabama cuts down the brackets. Uh, they cut down the brackets. Wow. Hate to do it, dude. And then really I've got, quick, Al- I've got in that bottom, uh, so my elite eight, Bama, Arizona, Bama, Duke over Marquette, Houston over Texas, and I do have Kansas going to the final four over UCLA. Love it. Um, 
I have Alabama beating Houston in the final. You got Houston getting there? Yeah. It makes sense because Jim Nance went to Houston. Mm. This is the final four. Of Jim It'll Nance. be local, and it's the last final four that he They're called. They're in Houston. It's the final time he gets to give out his tie. Did you know that? The worst tradition in sports. One of them, other than, yeah, the worst tradition in sports. The bets that I've placed, I'll give to the people. And I love Jim Nance. Do you? I don't not like him. I don't really like the broad. Well, I like his basketball broadcast with Raph and Grant Hill, but Romo's lost me. Romo lost me about two years ago. He don't. I think think a lot. I think a lot of people agree on that. Love Greg Olson. Don't want to see him lose his job to Tom Brady. But at the same time, like a big fuck you to everybody who doesn't want to hear Tom Brady in the broadcast booth. Kind of do. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. My bets. Make it a three man booth. Nobody ever suggests that. Yeah, have Greg Olson and Tom Brady in the same. Nobody brings that. Everyone's like, oh, he's got it. I'm like, there's been great three man booths in history. Like uh, Tony Kornheiser, Dennis Miller, and whoever was the guy, Al Michaels. I was going to say who, J.R. the King, and uh, when they had Jonathan Coachman on there? No, Chris Collinsworth used to be in a three-man booth with Joe and Troy. I forget about that. A lot of people do. People forget hashtag. Fucking hashtag. People forget. All right, here's the bets that I placed. I'm going to give these exclusively here on the Bart Winkler Show. I'll give you one. To nobody else. I'm not even going to give all these out of my own shit. Houston, Houston, what's the spread on Houston? They're my double cluck of the tournament. All right, you know what, man? We had Jim Rudon, who I like from the three-man weave last night, and I asked him his favorite bet. He said the same thing. I'm going to roll with you guys. I, re- I like Houston. I, I really want to bet Houston to win it all, but fucking the last two years I have, man. They weren't able to hit free throws down the stretch. What's the spread on Houston? I'm trying to find it really quick. Sorry, my bad. They're like 20-point favorites or something. Yeah, take it by 40. By 40? Yeah. When do they even play? <laughs> I don't I don't know when any game is. I'm the I know I'm the worst I, I know Marquette player. is at like two on Friday. Yeah, so they're 19 and a half point favorites only now. So then I'll take them by 38. All right, I'll bet Houston with you guys. Small. That's that's your if you guys lose me money, I'll kill you. Furman plus five and a half against Virginia. I think they went out right. Utah State on the money line, minus 135 against Missouri. There's a reason there's a 10 favorite over a 7. I'm going to take Oral Roberts, plus 7.5, plus 6.5, whatever you could get your hands on over Duke. I like the under, 146.5. Are you telling me me that in between 6.5 and and 7.5, you like Oral? Yes, love Oral. I also love... Tennessee, 11 and a half point favorites over the Rage and Cajuns. They're going to get their Bane's brains beat in. I'm taking Penn State plus three against Texas A&M. I'm taking the Fighting Izzos on the money line against USC. I'm taking UCSB plus 10 and a half against Baylor. And I'm taking UCSB plus 475 on the money line to beat Baylor. I'm taking St. Mary's as four point favorites over VCU. I'm taking Drake plus three and a half over Miami. I'm taking Gonzaga, 15 and a half point favorites over Grand Canyon. And then the final upset pick of the weekend, Kent State plus four and a half against Indiana. Kent State on the money line plus 165. Over 40 and a half Guinnesses drink from tomorrow. 
to Sunday for me. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You're Irish, aren't you? You look Irish, at least. So I'm a little bit of everything. Europe. You're a mutt. Europe. What, what I'm what I what I tell people is person says I'm Europe. There it's like there's five countries that come to mind. I'm like the next five. So I'm like English and Swiss, I think. And like Scott. I thought I was German forever. I just thought I you were Irish. I figured oh, I look Irish, Irish. don't I, wee laddie? Yeah, and you like to drink. But I like to drink. Captain, what does that make me? Somebody that has to hide how somebody that has to hide how much they drink because they could just throw it in some some coke, some diet coke, whatever you're drinking, Pepsi. Like my my mom's side, the Gillespie's, it doesn't get more fucking Irish than that. But then my dad's side is all like Croatian, Slovenian, so they're like tan and you know, you know, Eastern European. But then my mom's side, they're all like pale and they like drink a lot. So two completely different sides. But on St. Patrick's Day, I celebrate the Irish side. I was a little. Well, I'm gonna be at a. I'm gonna be at. A, I'm gonna be in the Dells with my buddies, like a real bro chief, pushing forty. No, that's awesome though. I'm jealous, man. Like last weekend, um, we usually go and watch the Chicago River get dyed green, watch all the fish die, and uh, we uh, would like start drinking at six a.m. But now I live in you know the East Coast on the East Coast, which is a big shithole. So I have no friends. So instead, I just sat and drank by myself and watched the conference tournaments. This weekend, I'll probably drink by myself again because I have no friends. Here. Uh, if you want, I can send you the address. It's not going to help me. I'd, it'd be like a 25-hour, 18-and-a-half-hour drive, so that doesn't help me at all. All right, so with the survivor pool, I like doing this too. It's you take. I mean, you know what a survivor pool is. The difference here is if you take a higher seed, like, seven eight nine ten you get more points so if you just take chalk like purdue's gonna win okay well you get one point Mm -hmm. so i usually get bounced out of this thing anyway so i think i might go like go for for it and i was gonna take northwestern as a seven on thursday and you've got boise state to the sweet 16 yeah but like a lot of everybody i'm might be wrong about that one. Um, like a lot of people that I actually like, and there's not many people that I like or actually like trust or like would, there's not many people that would make me be like, Oh fuck, I'm on the wrong side. But some people that I do like, and I've talked to this week, like Northwestern a lot on the money line to win the game. So, um, you know, maybe like when Boise, well now Boise state's a one and a half point dog. I mean, look at that dude, look at that line movement. Northwestern's probably the right side. Don't let me talk you off of that. That's, that's not one I'm positive on. Again, I love oral. Well, I was trying to do more on this, but the app is just self-improved, which means it sucks now. What, run your pool? Run your pool? Yeah. So I'm going to go with um, this week. I'm going to take Purdue. My other choices, you are going to take Purdue? 
Well, yeah, because I hate Purdue, and I could see them getting knocked out, like you said, by Memphis. Fuck, I could see them getting – whoever wins that Memphis game, I could see actually beating Purdue. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to go Friday. with – Friday. Because I want the points. I want, I'm going to take Utah State on Thursday as the 10 seed over Missouri. I like Utah State, and then I'm going to use, use up Purdue just to continue to next week. Because like you said, I just I want I want to make this last a little bit. It's fifty bucks. I don't want to just bow right out like I have the last three years. So, yeah, yeah. Right now, I have I had UCLA and then Purdue. Purdue um, may lose but that I changed game UCLA here. to Northwestern for points, mm-hmm. and then on day two, I might go. If I don't go with Purdue, I might take St. Mary's. As a See, fan. I like that. I think St. Mary's wins that game. Oh, I do too. I love St. Mary's, even though they just got their brains. All right, Northwestern and St. Mary's are my survivor picks, day one and day two. Lock it in and send it to the bank. I have actually, I have Chris Collins' number in my iPhone. Should I just tell him, hey, my buddy is making you a survivor. Don't fuck this up. Yeah, and then I'll text Jason Kidd, whose number I have, and I'll say, you are ruining Luca. Trade him to Milwaukee. Oh, hey, really quick. My favorite bet, like those college basketball bets I like, but what I love, and I continue to play it every week, every time I get paid, I take 100 bucks and I bet it on the box, and we're still sitting at plus 400. First team to 50 wins. What the fuck am I missing here? Dude, the Celtics, Celtics may be screwed. Everybody's like, oh, they're bored. They're bored with the regular season. All these teams are bored with the regular season that have never won shit. Have you noticed that? Oh, the Grizzlies, they were bored. Now they're a mess, but they were bored. Bored of what? They've gotten to the second round. The only team that could be bored is the Warriors. Like, the Warriors could be bored because every every, every other year they're winning the championship. And, like, this year they're not going to, but they've had a bunch of injuries. The Bucs are the best team in the league with the best player. And for some reason, every time I do turn on one of these bullshit shows, I don't mind, like, if they talk about LeBron. I I actually, like, you can talk about LeBron as much as you want because he's the greatest player of many people's generation, like the people that didn't grow up with Jordan. And the Lakers are hot right now. Lakers are actually kind of scary in the West right now. But all I ever hear hear about is, is Boston. I don't even think, I think Philadelphia, I don't even know if this is a hot take, would beat Boston in a seven-game series. And Bede's playing at an MVP level right now. Harden's skinny and motivated. Harden's good this year. Tobias Harris is overpaid, but he's not going to hurt you. Maxie's the guy that scares me. He's the X factor. I think Philadelphia is the second best team in the East, and I don't think that they would even take the Bucs to seven games. I think the Bucs would beat them in six, as long as they're healthy. Especially if, and I know Middleton sat uh, last night, which I like, second night of a back-to-back, finally had the minutes restriction lifted. Once he starts ramping up, like, playing 35 minutes and I know people were down on Middleton, but he just dropped 30 points. He finally looks healthy again. This is the best Brooke Lopez we've seen him since like 2008. The Crowder pickup was so big, man. It's like the PJ Tucker pickup because that's exactly what they needed. Some toughness, a veteran. I think he's, you know, he's going to knock down some threes. He plays defense. I wish they had uh, I know people love Grace and Allen. I wish that they had a better, you know, a, a better two guard. I like Connaughton actually off the bench, knocking down shots. I think that the Bucks come out of the East. And then in the West, the only thing that would scare me would be a healthy Kevin Durant because him and Devin Booker, obviously, 
really tough to stop. But the Bucks are still plus 400 to win the championship. So I'm going to bet that again uh, Friday. Yeah, I think in the East, um, I think there's a lot of teams that can pick off the Celtics. Mm-hmm. But I think the Celtics are the one team that can pick off the Bucks because against the Bucks, the Celtics always have those role players have bullshit performances is what I'm worried about. Like Grant Williams being good again for a week and a half yeah. in the West. I think, I think Jokic is soft as cheese. I think uh, it's the Warriors, Lakers or Suns. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets don't the play, Bucks play the Suns. Like the Suns that we saw the other night, if the Bucks play that Suns team, Bucks are going to win in five. The Suns didn't get Kevin Durant as a luxury. If they're going to beat the Bucks, they need Kevin Durant, just like the Warriors needed Kevin Durant when they couldn't beat LeBron anymore. Even with Kevin Durant, though, like here's the thing now, man. Like Drew Holiday could guard Kevin Durant down the street. Joel Ingles put Chris Paul on a trap the other night. This is what see, this is what I'm saying. Like, like it doesn't really matter because Chris Paul's pretty much a nothing right now. I hate to say that. I mean, yeah, but Chris Paul, this is what happened on Tuesday. Chris Paul was taking it personal against Joe Ingles. So then Chris Paul was playing one on five, totally forgetting about Booker. Like KD's not going to let that shit happen. No, if he's on but, the floor. but man, they like, and I know that you shorten up your rotations once you get to the playoffs, but I love Mikel Bridges. Look what he's been doing, you know, since he went to Brooklyn, as far as the box score every night, I don't love cam Thomas, but they traded away a lot of their depth. Kevin Durant's a really good defender. I don't know. I think it's a buck sons chalky finals like look at the west right now the kings are the second seed and while they're a fun story and i know you guys all hate them right now while they're a fun story they're not winning a playoff series i think the i think the lakers want to be that seven seed and play the kings oh yeah because if lebron comes back they're winning five i think the kings had their number in the regular season but dude once you play defense and it becomes a half court game it's completely different this lakers team is totally different i'm kind of rooting for those fuckers man i hated lebron my entire life because because of that Bulls run when the Bulls were relevant finally. And I love Derrick Rose, obviously. And Joakim Noah, they're two of my favorite players of all time. And they had a great year. And then fucking LeBron beat him in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I hated him. But uh, I don't know. I kind of come around on LeBron. When you think about it, how do you hate LeBron, really? He's been under the microscope since he was 12 years old. He lived up to impossible hype and somehow yeah. surpassed it. Yeah, and he's a good dude. Like, yeah, I mean, he's corny as shit. Like, I wish he didn't have to, like, pretend to read books during the press conference. Like, if you're really reading, kind of drives me nuts about Rodgers, too. He's always like, here are my books. Like, believe it or not, I read, too. Here, actually, I'm reading. Uh, what am I checking out right now? Uh, you, this, this one, Eureka Math, uh, grade three. Uh, this, is, this is what I'm checking out. I also, uh, I don't know if you've seen this recent work. Uh, this is actually uh, Manny and Olga's pizza, which wow. is tremendous. But, yeah, LeBron's corny, but I don't know. He's a hard dude to root against. I'm reading the back of this Rogers figurine. How much? Uh, oh yeah, we're we're almost we're almost there. So really quick, do you think Rogers on McAfee? Well, I guess this is irrelevant because people already be listening after. But pre-prediction: Does Rogers announce he's a Jet, or does something get announced today on McAfee, or does he just say like we're in talks? Uh, I think either. So my prediction, and this has already happened now, but. Right. Prediction is. Let's see if we were right, though. Something breaks a half hour before he goes on. Or Roger says, I mean, he's got to admit the Jets was house. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think this, I don't think the, I don't think anything's resolved today is my pre-prediction. What was that thing that we, uh, did you ever do this in grade school where you would like make a prediction or write something down about yourself? Like it was like sixth grade and you're like, my name is Ryan Horvat or my name is Bart Winkler. I like soccer and my favorite actress. Time capsule? Time capsule. Thank you. We should do one of those right now. And then we should dig up this podcast. We should, I'm going to put into my notes, Wednesday, March 15th, 1143 AM, my time, 1043 your time. I'm getting good with this. Hey, I'd be able to book a guest now. Um, so 10 years from now, how many Super Bowls does Jordan Love finish his career with? How many Super Bowls does Aaron Rodgers finish his career with? Maybe we should make it 15 because we hope Jordan Love has a Tom Brady-like career, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers finishes with the one he won in Green Bay. Okay. And Jordan Love has none. Wow. Little faith. All right. Well, I say I'm going to say two. I say Aaron Rodgers finishes with three. I think he wins oh this God. year. Comes back and they win it again next year. Hey, again, Jesus time capsule. So Rodgers finishes with oh three. And Come on. And I'm going to say Jordan Love finishes his career with one as a backup. Horvat, I'll talk to you in 10 years. I bid you adieu. Go, uh, go oral. We are woefully late for some oral. I love oral. I'll see you later. Good luck to you in your brackets. Please, please share your brackets. I shouldn't say that. I mean, we just did share our brackets. Please let me know when your team gets bounced. Please let me know when UCLA is down at half, how your brackets busted. That's the good content right there. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. I'm recording and my camera just shit out on me, which doesn't matter to you. But that was weird. Anyway, I'm going live on Thursday night. I guess I'll talk to you then. What the fuck?